Hey guys, Jim Cox, and I'm here today with uh, Emily Grass. She is a mentor for people in the wellness community, wellpreneurs, and wanted to reach out to her to uh, kind of get her take on uh, how people can improve their business, their entrepreneurship, and especially in this age of kind of the COVID economy and, and people trying to improve their overall situation. So Emily, thanks for taking the time to chat today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into mentoring people? Uh, what's your background? So I actually grew my business in person teaching yoga privates, so one-to-one -one and doing body work and then COVID hit. Um, I had been fully booked out finally, right, after running my business for two years, right before COVID in January of 2020, I got myself fully booked out. <laughs> and then COVID hit and I was like, oh, shoot, um, I have to figure out how to do this online because, you know, I don't have a job. I don't, you know, according to the government, I don't qualify for unemployment or so I thought. Um, so I switched gears online right away and I made a ton of mistakes. But by June of 2020, I had myself fully booked out online as well. And I was working with people, but I started getting a lot of people in the wellness space like, oh my gosh, how are you doing this? How did you figure this out? Following terrible advice, seeing what they were doing. It was kind of cringy to me because I had done some of the things they <laughs> were doing and I knew they didn't work. I knew they were actually hurting their relationships with their potential clients. So I got so many questions that I was like, you know what, let's switch gears. Let's teach you guys how to do this without it being complicated, without building funnels, without having to be a tech genius and a guru, uh, because most wellpreneurs don't really want to do that stuff. They just want to work with clients and help them. And it doesn't have to be this whole complicated thing. So just for people who might not understand, uh, what's a funnel? A what, funnel is What does like, that have to do with marketing? So a funnel would be like, say, you probably <laughs> clicked on an ad and gotten into a lot of funnels. So a funnel, you would click on an ad and it would say, I'm going to give you 32 content prompts. And then you give them your email and they send you an email every day in a sequence that someone built out. That's like a 30 sequence email system to eventually get you to buy from them would be a funnel. And then it leads to their website and then it leads to this and then it leads to that. So it's like you click on one thing, you give your email address and you get entered into a funnel, which are very complicated to set up. And if you're thinking about a 30 email sequence then a lot of time to set up a lot of time before you actually see the results of all of that effort and the only way you'll see results from an effort like that is if every piece is working flawlessly together and i didn't <laughs> um, i just set up my first funnel ever but i didn't do that to get fully booked out i didn't set up any funnels i very rarely use email i'm getting more into it now but it's not necessary to get fully booked out to do that kind of thing. So how does, so I mean, in essence, like what you're talking about, like uh, is somebody who is doing something that they enjoy doing. So for example, yoga or Reiki or some other sort of 
kind of person to person business where they, they have this passion, they love to do it and they want to turn it into something where they can support themselves and whether it's making some money on the side or turning it into like a, a new career where they don't, you know, have to go crazy and hate their boss. Um, so what are some of the challenges for somebody who wants to go down that road of being, you know, an entrepreneur and kind of take that path? There is so much bad outdated advice out there. Um, I actually find people that have degrees in marketing that I'll ask, um, so do you have any clients? Because they're telling me that they know marketing. So I'll ask them, do you have any clients? And they say, no. And I'll say, well, do you feel like your marketing's working? And they say, yes. <laughs> so there's a disconnect. But the problem is they went to school for four years to learn it, but they're learning really outdated information. Like, so they're always using in a marketing class, this idea of be like Coca-Cola, their marketing campaigns work really well, but Coca-Cola has $5 million a year to pour into building brand awareness. And most people don't have that kind of money. So that kind of campaign wouldn't work. It'd be really hard to set up. It would cost a ton of money besides just the money to run the ads. Mm -hmm. And it's just not even up to date with how marketing works now. So they're learning just really outdated practices that I won't say are useless. If you had $5 million, it would probably work, but aren't viable for someone starting out in business. Yeah. And especially on a smaller scale. I mean, you're talking about somebody who, you know, obviously if you had $5 million and you were doing something like Coca-Cola, I mean, you can't replicate yourself, you know, five million times to bring in what you need to do so so if those are some of the bad ideas in terms of like what people are kind of pulled into so what actually works then in terms of helping people grow their business um treating so i teach online marketing through social media because social media is free and I teach people how to connect with their audience. And it's really relationship building and really straightforward, clear communication. And knowing how to put that into a conversational tone when you're writing. When you're writing for social media, you can like throw away the writing that you did in college or high school that had that structure because you're writing in a conversational way that's really easy to read. You have to assume that everyone in your audience is half distracted and they're not opening up, my mentor says this, um, they're not opening up their phone and going, I'm gonna go on Facebook, I'm gonna go on Instagram and I'm gonna read top to bottom like a book. They're just not doing that. They're waiting for something that they're already thinking about to stop their scroll and they'll read it. So the number one most important thing in getting anyone to watch your video, um, read your content, open your email, watch your live video, watch your reel is getting their attention, right? If you can't get their attention, none of the rest of it matters. So if you can't capture their attention and it's really a millisecond, it's not even a conscious capturing of the attention, you have to know what your people that you're wanting to help are already thinking about. So if we think about yoga, they're probably thinking something like I'm in back pain. So if you're like, are you in back pain? That will stop someone in back pain scroll. And if they are thinking about, oh man, I gained the COVID-15, then talking about that. 
So you have to really know your people and build relationships with them because the only way that you're going to know what the people you're wanting to help are dealing with is to ask them. So there's like a way more of a relationship between you and your audience. If you're going to effectively use social media or email or pretty much that's what I teach. You could use Google. I wouldn't suggest running ads until it's super, you know, your audience really well. You had like 50 people signing up. Um, they call it organically, but from your free marketing, or you're going to waste a ton of money. You have to get it um, like validated. You have to know that that is what the people are thinking about. And you get there by talking to people, trying something, talking to people and learning how to really clearly communicate and connect with your audience. Hmm. So it's interesting because, and, and the funny thing about knowing your, who you think your audience is, is sometimes it's not who you think that they are. Like, for example, like I've run Facebook ads before. And for example, I, I tried different um, search categories, one of them being, you know, Tesla and Elon Musk. Like I figured people who like Tesla, they would be interested in socially responsible investing. Um, I tried like Sierra Club, you know, tree hugger types of things. Um, and then I tried uh, vegans. And, you know, the only group out of that, that whole test, and it was probably 10 different campaigns, was vegans. And none of the others worked. So I could have easily wasted, you know, tons of money on what I thought was my, my people. But in reality, they wouldn't have responded to the, to the messaging at all. Um, so how do you go about trying to whittle that down or try to determine who your actual tribe is? Because sometimes it's not who you think it is. Um, so you want to be doing, we could call it, I know most mopreneurs don't want to think in business terms, but if you're going to run a business, like you need to know the language of business unless well, it's that's part of, that's part of the challenge, right? It's like, you have to learn a completely whole new mode of thinking. And, and really that's kind of what the challenge is for Americans, for America itself is to go back into a mode of being, of thinking like a self-employed person which has kind of been killed out of people over the past 20 years, I think. Our education system is not set up for entrepreneurs at no. all. No. It is set up for an employee mindset. And that's why they are like, you must show up at this time. You must do this in this order that you like in math. I could always figure out the solution to a math problem, even if, and if I forgot the formula because I could use um, deductive reasoning and figure it out. And they would tell me I was wrong, but I got the right answer because they wanted me to follow a step-by-step -step process because it would make me a good employee. Yeah. So entrepreneurship, if they're teaching for entrepreneurs, they'd be like, oh, cool. You invented a new process to figure this out. That's really awesome, Emily. Yep. But yep. that's not how our education system is set up. Yep. Exactly. It is like, no, you're wrong. Don't do that anymore. Yep. Sorry to get you off track there, but that, that was just a, <laughs> that's it's, okay. a pet, it's a pet peeve. So yeah, it's so one of you... mine too. Um, actually, Eventually, I would love to be able to donate a ton of money to get more schools like that. I know there are a few, but they're very, very um, expensive, where they actually nurture 
people's creative thinking. Well, I would know, love to see that more widely available. You know, and it, it, it actually doesn't have to be anything, you know, just my opinion, but my, my experience actually is, it doesn't have to be anything like a massive program. I, I remember when I was in middle school, there was a one semester course that I took uh, from like the small business administration on how to run a small business. And it basically taught you the basics of entrepreneurship. And, you know, I was in middle school. It's not like I, you know, what was I like 13 or 14? But mm -hmm. the fact, A, that I remember that and B, I've pretty much always been self-employed. You know, like it only takes a little bit to kind of sow the seeds for that to stick with people the rest of their lives and really kind of empower them, you know? Yeah. So I think of it as most people when they start out as an entrepreneur have like a little flame and you really have to like fan the waves of those before you really stick to it. It's not like that you're engulfed in entrepreneurship right away. There's a lot of doubts. People tell you it's a terrible idea. Everyone tells you it's a terrible idea. Do something safer. Oh, but you could go get this job. You could go do this. And still to this day, I have a successful business. I have friends and family ask me why do I don't go get a job. And I'm like, I'm making more money than I ever did in a job. And they're like, well, why don't you just go get a job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of resistance to it. And, and it's a shame because, I mean, that is really... When you look at like uh, what happened during the, you know, late 20th century, I mean, the core of American middle class was, you know, people running their own businesses where no matter, even if they were small, small shops. I mean, my dad did uh, paint contracting, which I ended up doing and putting myself through school. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything larger you know, you don't have to be the next Jeff Bezos to consider yourself an entrepreneur. It's just about being able to kind of have your, be able to set your own options for where you want to go in terms of your, what you want to do. So. Yeah, I actually think of being an entrepreneur more of a mindset than mm -hmm. an actual like profession um, where there's a lot of people that go into jobs, I think, would are really well cut out for it specifically like people in the service industry like working in restaurants they're gambling every day if they're going to get tips or not they already kind of have that entrepreneurial mindset yeah. yeah and i would venture to call them entrepreneurs even though they're working for someone same yeah. with like massage therapists they're finding their own clients psychologists are finding their own clients they have more of the entrepreneurial mindset than doing something else with there's nothing wrong um, like entrepreneurs need people to work for them. Like I'm not bashing a nine to five if your boss treats you well and you like it. Um, but it's a mindset that you have to get into and it's a switch from what we've been conditioned, how we've been conditioned to think about work. Exactly. So sorry to, uh, kind of go down that rabbit hole, but I'm not sorry, but, um, <laughs> we were, we were talking about like, how do you, how do you find your tribe? So how do you go about identifying like what's the strategy to be able to do that? So that is like taking a boulder and trying to roll it up a hill. Like it might work. It's going to take a ton of work, a ton of effort. I think what's smarter, especially if you're starting out while you build that, because that's going to take a while is to really get to know the people in your audience now. 
So say that you want to offer people a massage. You have 700 friends on Facebook. You just ask, like, what do you get out of getting a massage? Where does your body hurt? Um, what are the benefits? You could have a poll. What are the benefits of massage to you? And then you cater to the audience you already have while building it. So if I was teaching yoga, I might ask, what is your biggest challenge with staying active? What is your biggest challenge with stress? Because I'm going to find out what my current audience is already dealing with. And I'm going to be able to speak directly to them. And they're already here. So it's that idea of serve the people that are already in front of you. Because those are the people that know you well enough to actually buy something from you. Where if you say you wanted to, I don't know, uh, do financial um, services for athletes, but you don't know a single famous athlete, that would be really hard to build an audience around. It would make more sense if you offered financial services for people that you're already connected with which might be whatever profession you have for people that are in the service industry or people in wellness. So framing it around the audience you already have is always going to be so much easier than trying to build your audience around a new thing. And then it's just conversations. It's getting to know them and really, really listening to what they say. So you had uh, posted a couple of days ago, like, uh, are you, are you getting all the business that you want? And I had responded and we went back and forth uh, for a couple of hours on your post. Um, so what would you say in terms of the work that I've done? I mean, we've been on Facebook and, and known each other for a little bit. Like, do you see my posts? Like, how would you evaluate like what I do? I'm just curious. Um. It doesn't seem very targeted into one message. So if you really wanted to become known for one, two, maybe three things, I wouldn't go further than that. It's gonna be confusing and no one's gonna know you for the thing. Um, it's not targeted. So we wanna be talking about the same things over and over again, but in different ways. So for example, if I was talking about being in back pain, I could say, are you in back pain? Or do you wake up in the middle of the night because your back hurts? Do you get tingles down your legs? Is it hard for you to bend over and pick up your kids, right? So all of these are about back pain and it being debilitating, but they're said in different ways. And when you are repetitive, you're gonna capture the people better. And people need to hear the same message seven to 24 times. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Seven to 24 times for it to sink in. No, that's true. I've, I've heard that before. So I think that you need to be uh, more repetitive, but you don't wanna just post the same exact sentence 24 times. You're just rephrasing the same idea and it looks different every time. But if you're thinking, what is the core of this message? It's the same message over and over and over again. If it feels repetitive, it means you're doing a good job. Hmm. Okay. No, that's good. That's uh, useful and that um, makes a lot of sense. So, in terms of the people that you work with, um, what, what do you see as far as like trends going forward in terms of business, you know, post COVID or not even post, I mean, we're still in, you know, COVID slash Delta. Like, how do you see the economy kind of developing you know, over the course of the next two to five years? Um, I do not 
see the online marketing ever going away. I just see it getting noisier and noisier and noisier. But the good news about that is that so many people, how do I say this gently, are not doing a good job that if someone learns how to effectively build relationships through social media marketing, they're going to be leaps and bounds ahead. Like a terrible practice would be to add people and send them a link to your yoga class or massage bookings. They don't know you. It's going to look spammy. You're going to destroy that relationship. They're going to block you. Mm-hmm. But because so many people are doing that, I don't know who teaches that. It's terrible advice. Um, but the people doing that are going to really turn them off and it gives you a chance to be a breath of fresh air from not treating them like a number because that's obviously about the business owner and not about the person. Mm -hmm. And we're in services to help people. It has to be about them. Mm -hmm. So I see it getting like, even if you just, I, I mean, so most of the people in health and wellness I know are never going back in person. Some of them want to, but most of them don't because they don't have to pay the overhead of renting a space. Mm -hmm. It's not as risky. Um, I see that only getting bigger. And even if you're going to take your in-persons again, the internet is how you find people now. Mm. Yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of criticism of social media that it, you become less connected to, to people and I mean, honestly, I, I feel like I have actual friends in terms of the people that I've, a lot of the people that I've connected to. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people I, you kind of meet in passing kind of, you know, if you were, you know, in some sort of institution just passing by. But, but um, you know, I see a lot more opportunity in terms of developing relationships online than I think the cynics kind of give credence for. So I do too. And it's a tool, right? Like it's a tool and it's every tool is about how you use it. So Mm. we could use money for an example, like money isn't inherently good or bad. People do good or bad things with money. The more money someone has, the more they can do the good or bad things that they would do, but it's not money. That's the problem. It's what people do with money. Mm. And I feel that way about the internet. Like, yeah, there's bad people and they do bad things on the internet, but there's good people and they use the internet to do good things. Like before, if your kid needed a transplant, you wouldn't be able to crowdsource the money for that transplant from across the world. And now you can do that. So if you have good intentions and you are going into this, like, I want to connect with people, I want to help them. And that's genuine then you have an advantage being on the internet where if you're like, I want to do as little effort as possible. I want to get rich quick and I'm going to use any manipulative tactic that I can to get people to sign up, which a lot of people do, then you're going to do bad things on the internet. Yeah. I I think there's, um, you know, there's a lot of marketing people that get into it with the sole purpose of, just making money right and Mm -hmm. so there really isn't any sort of ethics or value or connection behind it and that it's and i've seen a lot of that from like other people and i see other people being pulled into that where 
honestly, they just don't have the same cutthroat, you know, mentality that it takes to do that, which, you know, it, it's unappealing in itself, but, you know, for them it works and for whatever perverse reason, but it does so in a way that, you know, makes them less attractive uh, in my opinion, you know, it's not, these are not people that I would want to hang out with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, you know, are really tempting to click, click on um, something that says something like make $20,000 from home with no experience is a scam. Mm -hmm. It's just a scam. If someone says that to you, it's a scam. Don't click on it. Don't talk to them. I know it sounds attractive. We would all like to make $20,000 in 30 days from no experience, but it's just not true. Well, the part of the scam in that is that, you know, we'll help you for like $5,000 and then you get into it. But and then, and then, if they could actually do it. Well, but and then, and then they come back, you come back and you say, look, this isn't working. Well, you know what? We have a, another level for another $10,000 where we'll give you all the secrets. I'm like, didn't you already do that? And no. So you put in another 10,000. That doesn't work. Oh, you know what? We developed a super elite program that does everything for you. You know, and it's like it, in a sense, it's kind of like a Ponzi scheme, it seems to me. You know, it's like perpetually taking people's money with the false hope of, you know, being able to turn them into something as you know, a business person when it's really just based on sham ideas, you know? I think yeah, people I, really need to be careful with stuff like that. Um, so there's a fine line, right? Like I, if you want me to teach you marketing and read all of your writing, like obviously that comes at a price. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't say like you can have no experience, no certifications and you can make 20K in the next 30 days. There's no way me or anyone else can guarantee that to you unless we are going to go into our bank account and hand you 20k there's just absolutely no way someone can guarantee you that and the people that do do that so they go into those programs and do that have been trying for years they've probably been in business like four years and they've laid some framework they just don't understand what they've been doing <laughs> so they're like look at the success story this person went from 6k to 20k in 30 days and you're like okay but they were already making 6k like there's nothing to scale if you don't have anything right and you hear everyone talking about like simplify the scale but they're assuming you have something to scale and if you don't a lot of these people are unethical and they'll take you anyways and they're like you don't have anything to scale um and you're not going to make it which i'm not saying like i believe in these programs i've taken really good programs i've been lucky but it's deceptive to say we can get you however much money. It's not true. Um, they might be able to, you might make that much money, but entrepreneurship is a journey. You're going to walk for a long time and no one can guarantee you a monetary result. Uh -huh. It's like on the person learning. Right. But if you like, say you wanted to learn marketing, taking a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar program is going to be cheaper than going getting a bachelor's degree with outdated information. Yeah. Well, ultimately it also goes back to, you have to set the intention of like what, who you are and what you love to do. I mean, are you just doing something to 
make money or do you actually want to, you know, take your yoga expertise or your Reiki expertise and, you know, help people, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a quantifiable difference between the two approaches and in terms of how it makes you happy. Right. And ultimately, whatever we're doing, I mean, that's, that's the goal. You didn't escape the nine to five to do your own thing just to be miserable, you know, and, and to be stuck in the same rat race, but with a different label. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's a really good point in going long-term with entrepreneurship. If it's like a road, you're going to be walking two or five or 10 or 20 or 50 years. Like, it can't just be about the money. You're going to burn out. You're not going to want to show up. And like, even if you're mission driven, some days you don't want to show up, but the mission being bigger than you mm -hmm. is going to keep you going on days that you have self doubt that you don't really want to show up. If you have a bigger vision for something like helping people heal, my bigger vision is to give back like the accolade that the emotional work and the healers usually get in society, society way back in the day. We've told those people that their work doesn't really matter. And I want to see the more caring people have money so we can change the world. And that's really important to me. But if I was just thinking like, hey, I want to hit these financial goals, it's not very motivating. And then if I don't hit them, there's nothing bigger. And I'm just like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try this new thing. Completely agree. That's good. Um, what is your, how do you deal with like uh, websites, uh, people's websites for their businesses? Is that something that they, you know, have to put together on their own or like, do you have kind of guidance for how to do that or what's important to see on a website? I uh, provide templates for all sorts of things. Um, and then I look over my client's templates, but I'm not doing this thing where I want them to be dependent on me for a mm -hmm. year or two years or five years. Um, so I give them the tools and I teach them how to do it because if I did stuff for people, they would never learn. They would need me forever. And I want them to finish our time together and be able to be off and running. So I provide templates and then I provide feedback like mm, this could be worded better. This isn't like a call to action. I don't really know what you're saying here. And sometimes I offer suggestions, but I really want people to learn how to do it for themselves. Very cool. Um, this has been uh, helpful and uh, it's been uh, awesome to talk about it. Don't find too many people able to talk about entrepreneurship these days. So I appreciate it. If people want to reach out to you, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Um, they could email me at emilygrass at gmail.com. They could follow me on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, all of everything you can find with my name, Emily Grass. Very good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and, um, you know, we'll have to do it again in the uh, next couple of months. Uh, we'll get together. We'll find some more topics to talk over. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Okay.